Good evening. We finally made it to the carol service. Is anyone looking forward to singing some carols? Excellent. Well, you may know that we're still midway through a pandemic or uh, at the tail end. Um, it looks like the latest instructions are that um, unless you're exempt, you need to have a mask on. You don't need a mask on while singing and you don't need a mask on while eating, which means that most of the church, you don't need a mask on. Please be aware that you may be uh, fast and loose with the, uh, um, the virus, but other people may be uh, a little bit more wary. I know we've had quite a few of our congregation over the last month go through COVID. Uh, our family had it. So I just ask you to be conscious of other people and uh, be aware of uh, space. Normally, I would be moaning at those at the back because they haven't come and sat right at the front, but it's good to have a little bit of space between us. So well done. Well done at the back. So... Um, so please be aware that there's still a virus. If you can wear a mask, um, please do so. Um, and uh, we're going to have a carol service. Does that sound all right? I am going to try and avoid mentioning COVID for the rest of the evening. So, uh, so um, if you'd like to come to your feet and I will uh, lead us in prayer and then the band... Uh, will lead us in some carols. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus. We thank you that he came uh, not as a warrior king, but he came as a baby and that he was uh, uh, born and laying in the manger and that this evening we get to draw upon uh, many, many years of Christians celebrating it by remembering old carols and enjoying new ones. Uh, Lord God, as we look to the text to find out what happened and as we look in our hearts for the work you're doing, we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be in this place. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 So you have permission to enjoy yourself and sing some carols. Worship band, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Worship band, are all of you ready?
worship you. We thank you that you came down and dwelt among us. Jesus, we just exalt you in the name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, worthy of all praise. Jesus, Jesus, we exalt your name. Let there be peace. 
Men, take your seats, please. And uh, first reader of the evening, Kim, come up. Give her a round of applause to encourage. Well, I'm reading from Matthew 1, 18 to 21. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, was, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had her in mind to divorce her quietly. But... <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting the glasses on. But after the, he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because it's conceived in her, her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and she are going, she'll give him the name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Kim, for that reading. Um, isn't it good to hear those words again? With everything else at Christmas, it's uh, really easy to imagine we know the story. We know Mary travelled on a donkey and the angels have wings. But much of that is just made up. We've just invented it in our imagination. The original story, as preserved by the eyewitnesses, is something that Kim has read out uh, this evening. And it's, it's so good to get back to those simple, humble first words that we find in black and white. And it gives us two simple truths. It says that God is very real and that God is very near. It's not complicated, it's not sophisticated, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon to get it. God is near and he is real. Now, neither of these thoughts are particularly popular in today's societies. We drift further and further into our own ideas. But I tell you this morning, or I suggest to you this morning, that these two ideas... Um, they can't be measured by philosophy and maths or any of the sciences. If you want to know the truth of these things, those are not the disciplines that you need. The very best way to weigh up those uh, black words on a white background is to use the most sensitive, discerning instrument of all. No, no not the Geiger counter or the protractor or the compass. It is the human heart. Our inner being 
weighs those words up and says, what do they contain? Is it true or is it false? Is it nonsense or does it make sense? And wonderfully, uh, this is not a job for the expert, for the person in academia, in the person sitting in a university or uh, written lots of books. It is something that every single person is qualified to do. Every single person sitting in this room is able with their heart to measure these words as whether they are true or false. Are they something that you can rely on or are they leading us astray? I want you to be careful of a philosophy or a religion or a worldview that you have to be clever for, if you have to be rich for, if you have to be pompous and arrogant for. Any of these ways forward, uh, they don't work for everybody. But this is something that's offered to everyone. Now in our house, we are big fans of the, uh, the writer David Walliams. Anyone ever heard of him? So I think he's on TV quite a bit. He might have done Little Britain. Um, I'm not sure that, how much of that can be mentioned in church. Um, but um, I think he's on other sides. But he's a really good children's writer. Um, can anyone see what book I've got here? Mega Monster. Excellent. So this is Mega Monster, one of our extensive library of books. Um, has anyone read it or seen it on TV? Uh, Job, do you mind coming up the front and saying something? This wasn't planned. So, this is my son, for uh, uh, honesty's sake. Um, have you read Mega Monster? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, well done that you've worked out a nod doesn't work on the microphone. Um, can you tell me anything about this book? Short version. There is a girl called Larkana. Excellent. There's a girl called Larkana, and does she turn into a mega monster? No. What happens to her? She gets sent to the cruel school. She gets sent to a cruel school, and is there a mega monster there? Uh, the head teachers are making one. I see. Excellent. They're, put, they're making students into the mega monster. Wow, thank you very much. Now, can you read a little bit of it for me? Right, I'd like you to read the Mega Monster first line up here. Okay. In needed at the first man was treasure. Hold on. Is that the Mega Monster book? Does it look like the Mega Monster book? No. Wait a minute. So what have we got? No! So, it's a different book with a different cover, isn't it? Yes. Excellent. Give them a round of applause. Go and sit down. So, I want to read the book that was hidden behind the cover. It says this. Indeed, at first, man was a treasure, a box of jewels shop of rarities, a ring whose posy was my pleasure. He was a garden in paradise, glory and grace. They crowned his heart and face. So this is a poem about mankind. But sin hath fooled him. Now he is a lump of flesh without a foot or wing to raise him to the glimpse of bliss, a sick tossed vessel uh, dashing on each thing, nay, his own shelf. My God, I mean myself. So these words were written uh, by a Christian 400 years ago. You thought it all was a book by David Williams and you were expecting comedy, but it was actually a very, very old poem. At superficial glance... Joseph looked at Mary and guessed that she had been unfaithful and he was going to dump her. 
There's no two ways to put it. There's no gentle way to put it. He was like, you have not been faithful and I'm going to let you go. But a dream came. A dream came and he learned what Job just learned there, that you don't need to judge a book by its cover. You have to look with the heart, this sensitive instrument within. And so this afternoon, as we go through this short carol service, I want you to learn from Joseph's example. Don't just zone out familiar words. Don't just glaze over when something that you are familiar with comes along. I want you to look deeper. I want you to use your internal lie detector test and work out, is this true or false? Is this something that resonates with me or not? And I want us to remember that poem that I've just read out. If we're honest, we will agree that the problem with this world isn't politicians, it's not Brexit, the problem with the world is not COVID or the rich or the poor. The problem is the rottenness in our own hearts because it touches everything. If we have lived any amount of time at all, we will know that we keep trying to fix ourselves, but that fixes keeps failing. Won't someone send us a saviour? And can I just say, we are celebrating the birth of a baby. So if your child is running around having a good time, let that be okay. Because the whole focus of the meeting is a birth of a child. So we can let kids be kids. So don't worry too much. You're going to have to just focus through. Is that okay with everyone? Can we all promise not to frown at any children this evening? Is that okay? No frowning at child, just smile at them and uh, enjoy their laughter. Right, we get to stand and if you're on the music team, I desperately need you to take over.
excellent. You can take a load off. <laughs> Thanks, band. I think we've got one more carol after this, so uh, uh, look forward to it. I think carols are always harder than you think. You're like, oh, I know them. And then you have to fit in different words in different bars. It's, uh, it's very impressive. So uh, massive thanks to the uh, choir who've been practicing uh, quite a few weeks um, trying to get this uh, uh, down. So thank you guys for leading and driving it forward. Uh, can we give a round of applause for our next reader? Come up. from Matthew 1, 22 to 25. All, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to, as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. I never really realised it before, but... Uh it's only when you become a parent do you realise how difficult it is to ask a parent to come up front. Because, like, so uh, we see it with Sam and Bianca and Kirsty. They come up the front and they think, the children think that that gives them permission to come up and say they need the toilet or they want some sweets or the, uh, uh, the most uh, everyday thing that they can think of. Um, so well done, all you parents that managed to come up the front and do something. And uh, we understand with the kids. Round of applause again. So, thanks, Kirsty. Um, so that was the second reading of tonight. It's kind of like the uh, finale reading. And uh, I pray that uh, this evening you might have lent in and used that heart of yours to measure up the words that she wrote, to see whether what she said rang true with you. Now, I don't know how easy this is going to be. Can I have two volunteers? And I'm going to end up picking them. I'd like kids. I appreciate the adult uh, thing. So, um, so Samuel and Carlitos are not looking eager, bless them. So I'm going to, it's a bit n uh, nepotism, but, so yes, right, if you stand in front there, so put your phone down, you can come up here. Yeah, we don't need digital devices. Come up the front, face a lovely audience, give them a round of applause. Right. Job, I want you to hold this up. I want you so you can see, everyone can see it. And the pen. Right. Can you tell them what this is? It's a post-it note and a pen. Excellent. Give them a round of applause just to get them feel. Fear. Can you hold these up? Both of them, one hand each. Right. The audience is there. Can you see them? And can you tell me what you've got in your hand? Watercolours and a canvas. It's an artist's canvas and a shed load of watercolours. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, excellent. We've got to that talkative stage. Very good. No, no, I don't want you sitting down. You've got to stand up. Look at them. Hold up your things. Right. So, imagine for a moment that you are an incredible artist. I am talking awesome world class that you are blessed i know you are you're awesome um and you are blessed with an ability to create masterpieces everyone close your eyes and go wow i'm awesome say it again like you believe it excellent okay now i offer you two options on my right joe hold up your implements on my right, you can create a masterpiece with a small used post-it note and a chewed biro. Or, for your masterpiece, you can use a vast array of watercolours 
and an artist's canvas. Hold up the things, Fee, so everyone can see. Okay, so those are the two options. Put your hand up if you would like to take Job's implements and use that to create your masterpiece. If Sophia, as uh, and you're all expert artists, okay. If Sophia's option is one you want, I want you to stand up. Excellent. Thank you. Most of you have played nicely. Some of you won't be invited back. Please sit down. Well done. Give Job and Sophia a round of applause. Our Heavenly Father has always known that we've got this rottenness of sin in our hearts. He knows it's our deepest problem. He knows that it's something that he needs to deal with and he's wanted it to deal from the beginning. Everyone say the beginning. Everyone say before the beginning. Hands up if you, the, if you think the creator of all things who put the stars in place and made my favourite animal, the platypus, do you think that creator of all things would use a biro and a post-it note to uh, uh, do his solution? No. I want you to... I always like a, um, a contrarian in the crowd. Who thinks, and you can show this by standing up, that you think that God would use every resource at his fingertips to create a wonderful, epic, awesome, ginormous solution that is far more beautiful than you could possibly imagine uh, uh, to solve sin. Stand up if you think he would do that. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, please be seated. And I now realise Barry's hands up was him standing up. And I'm sorry that I got that confused. Thank you uh, for doing that like that. Before the very first bit of gossip was uttered, before the first deed of greed was committed, God had a plan. Everyone say plan. It wasn't a tiny little project in black and white. It was ambitious. Everyone say ambitious. It was incredible. Everyone say incredible. He would draw, draw on a vast array of people. Say one. Say ten. Say one million. Say more than one million. Excellent. God would use more than one million people. He would use vast arrays of time and space to come up with his solution for sin. Everyone say, wow. wow. Excellent. Do you get the sense now of God's solution to sin? And we get that in the Bible because it is full of something called prophecies, of things pointing forward to God's solution. And these prophecies happened centuries before Jesus arrived. And they all pointed to that moment when evil would be dealt with. Did you know before the name of Jesus was even whispered by the angel, there was a sense of expectation and excitement in the heart of the Jews because they knew a solution was coming. Everyone say, wow. wow. Excellent. That is even better. I should have asked you to done that. There was going to be a miracle baby, the prophet Isaiah said. And that baby would be called God himself amongst us. It is no wonder at all, no surprise, that when Joseph got that dream, that he looked at Mary and said, you know what, I'm going to marry you. I am going to be with you the rest of my days. Because he realised that he was in God's epic plan. He was part of God's beautiful landscape of this vast canvas filled with colour and imagery and he got to be part of it. At this time millions of Christians know this truth. It's why we are so excited 
for Christmas. It's not just because of the presents. It's not just because of the decorations. It's not because of family and not because of the food. It's because we remember this Jesus who was the climax, the culmination, the finale of God's beautiful landscape to solve the issue of sin. We get to remember the greatest, the best, the most terrific, the most awesome, epic gift ever given, the name of Jesus. This afternoon, my invitation is very simple. If you know him already, remind yourself that you know him, that he is your saviour and that he is something to get excited about. It doesn't matter whether you have got lots of money or no money. It doesn't matter whether you're clever or not so clever. It matters that your heart responds to the saviour. And if you don't know him this evening, I invite you to come and meet him. He is there. He wants to talk to you. This instrument, your inner being, your heart is exactly designed to talk with him. And then you will discover that Jesus is the greatest gift, that Christmas is the best thing to celebrate, that your Saviour loves you very dearly and wants to know you uh, uh, for eternity. And so I'm going to take a risk and read a poem from the book that's not the Mega Monster. It says this. So this is this Christian 400 years ago whose words uh, still are so relevant today. Jesus is in my heart, his sacred name. It's deeply carved there. But the other week, a great affliction broke that little fame, even all to pieces. And then I went to seek, and the first I found the corner, there was a J. Everyone say J. Yes. And after that was an E's, an E-S. Everyone say E-S. Yes. And next where you was graved. Everyone say you. And when I got these parcels, instantly I sat down to spell them and I perceived that to my broken heart he was, I ease you. And to my whole is Jesus. Amen. Please, uh, musicians for our final... Ah, uh, yes, no, no musicians, sit down. We have presents for the... Good children and the bad children. We are no wretched Santa Claus who makes such arbitrary decisions. If you are a child and like exciting things, come up the front. Uh, this beautiful member of the choir has something for you. I'm sorry that my kids made it to the front of the queue, but I think there's enough for everyone. Excellent. Come and get your presents. What do you kids say? Excellent. Ooh. Excellent. Thank you for reminding me. Right, I want you to stand for our final song. This is Joy to the World. And you've got to drown out the excited children who are now eating sweets. <laughs>
excellent. Thank you so much, guys. You did a great job of leading us. Um, we have got some soup in the back. Uh, and uh, there's rolls, and it's all free, and there's no suggested donations. And uh, we just invite you now uh, to come uh, and enjoy some food with us. I'm going to kind of combine the closing of the meeting with saying grace. Is that all right? Excellent. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus. We thank you that he is your epic, magnificent, awesome solution to sin. That uh, uh, he is just bigger than we could ever expect and he uh, loves to be friends with us. And uh, Jesus, I pray that each one of us would know you and enjoy uh, friendship with you forever. And uh, Lord God, I pray for us as we uh, eat together uh, that you would bless this food and uh, uh, Lord God, all God's people said, Amen. Amen.